What's up, good people? Thank you for clicking play on another episode of Big Man Tiny Kingdom. I like to plan my camping getaways in advance. I'm going to say I overplan. I know for sure I overpack what I bring. When I'm visiting a new area, I like to have everything figured out as far as what places I'm going to visit other than the campground I stay at. I want to know about food options in the area, if there are popular attractions that I want to make time to check out. I even map out where gas stations and grocery stores are located. I see it as a good and a bad thing. It's good to be organized and well informed. On the flip side, let's say things don't work out as planned. Now what? My goal this year is to take two spontaneous trips. I'll either wait until Friday and then last minute decide after work to go somewhere. Maybe I'll flip a coin to choose which direction I'll travel. Then I'll hop in the truck and figure out the rest on the road. Or the other random way I'll do it is I'll ask family, a friend, a co-worker, what's the next place they would like to visit in the area. I won't tell them why I'm asking, but maybe that's how I'll choose where I'm going. As it stands right now, I'm a chronic planner. I spend too much time researching campgrounds, things to do, driving directions. Sometimes I even call places to verify information I find online. However, in the end, my getaways turn out wonderful. I have the best times. The activities I do are always a value. There are a few times when things don't go according to plan, but usually they do. And as long as I end up having fun, then all the planning made sense. On a recent visit to Arizona's Verde Valley area, I put my planning skills in overdrive, visiting a number of state parks as well as some national parks that are relatively close enough to hit up all of them in the same time span. Aside from visiting the parks to stay at the campgrounds, I like to spend time doing a number of activities. One of the fun things that I really haven't mentioned much on this podcast is that I love making day trips to the historical museums just as much as I like to go camping, hiking, and fishing at the parks. And there are quite a few state historic sites that the Arizona Parks District maintains. They each have something unique about them. They are all filled with tons of learning about the people of the past, places and things, the housing structures, the artifacts, their lifestyles back in the day. I love learning new things. And museums, of course, are places a person can go for that. I'm not going to talk about all the museums I've been to on this one episode. I wanted to share with y'all about Fort Verde State Historic Park, located in Camp Verde, Arizona. Now, there's a lot of interesting things to be said about Fort Verde. But for now, I just wanted to focus on its historical significance with a particular group of people that I admire and am intrigued with their existence, the Buffalo Soldiers. I wanted to recognize them for their contribution and sacrifice to this country and to the state of Arizona. If you're unfamiliar with the Buffalo Soldiers, here's a little backstory about them. Following the U.S. Civil War, Regiments of African-American men served on the western frontier, battling Native Americans and protecting settlers. On September 21, 1866, Congress passed legislation that allowed African-Americans to enlist in the country's regular peacetime military. And at that time, they established six black military units, the 9th and 10th Cavalry Regiments, 
and the 38th, 39th, 40th, and 41st Infantry Regiments. At some point, the all-black regiments came to be collectively known as the Buffalo Soldiers. Here in the state of Arizona, they were stationed at Fort Grant and Wilcox, Camp Navajo and Belmont, Camp Little and Nogales, Fort Huachuca in Sierra Vista, Aravaca in Southern Arizona, and at Fort Verde, which I had the pleasure to visit recently. The Buffalo Soldiers were assigned to a variety of protection duties, safeguarding the railroad builders, the stage coaches, and supply trains. They patrolled cattle along the Mexican border, and they also protected the U.S. mail. When the American Indian Wars ended in the 1890s, the Buffalo Soldiers went on to fight in Cuba in the 1898 Spanish-American War. They also participated in General John J. Pershing's 1916 hunt for Mexican revolutionary Pancho Villa, and even acted as rangers in the Yosemite and Sequoia National Parks. President Truman went on to issue an executive order in 1948 that eliminated racial segregation and discrimination in America's armed forces. The last all-black units were disbanded during the first half of the 1950s, but it was in 2005 that the nation's oldest living Buffalo soldier, Mark Matthews, died at age 111 in Washington, D.C. I salute the Buffalo Soldiers as the true American superheroes that they were, fighting for the United States during a time when Black people didn't have full and equal rights as a human being. Their white counterparts, their commanding officers, their government, that they gracefully served, risking their lives, dying in battle, serving in this country's armed forces, and having nothing to show for it or the same rights and privileges as white soldiers after finishing the careers as a United States Army veteran. I really appreciate that there are dedicated individuals and organizations today making sure that the memory and legacy of the Buffalo Soldiers will forever live on for my generation and for all of those that will come. Happening this very week, February 18th, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Fort Verde State Historic Park, their annual event will take place where we can all learn about the history of the Buffalo Soldiers. There will be presentations and activities going on that will help reenact what it was like back in that time period. I'm looking forward to checking it out. This will be my first time visiting Fort Verde while the Buffalo Soldiers exhibit is there. There is usually something going on at one of the Arizona State Parks during Black History Month. And if I remember correctly, for Juneteenth and then again in September, so it's cool that there are plenty of opportunities to recognize these great men from our American history. I'm proud that I know they existed. I feel like if I lived during that time period, if I was given the chance to fight for my family, to represent my people and to serve my country, I would have been honored to be a Buffalo soldier. So I'll end this episode by saying, if you're living your life like you were a Buffalo soldier, then you're definitely living life real big. This is Big Man, Tiny Kingdom. <laughs>